I'm just going to ask you one quick question, mm-hmm. and then we're going to sign off. And it has to do with Macron. Yeah. And his statements. Yeah. Alexander, what do you make of Macron's statements about NATO troops or, or EU troops possibly entering uh, into the conflict in Ukraine? Your thoughts? Uh, well, I think it is, first of all, a symptom of panic. I mean, they, they can see the way in which the situation in Ukraine is now accelerating out of their control. So it's panic. But people who are in panic and you know he called this urgent meeting to the elise palace brought people from uh, you know all 20 countries to come along and attend um people who are panicking do incredibly reckless and dangerous things and i have to say i'm not at all surprised that it is macron who's advocating this and it may happen i mean you know there's a lot of talk about this now you remember we were talking a few uh, days ago about this talk about setting up this iron triangle of uh, fortified cities on the Dnieper River to try to hold the Russians back. We've had all this rhetoric now for several weeks about you know the fact that the Russians are coming and we've got to stop them on the Dnieper or somewhere else. So I, I could just quite easily see the political leaders in France, Germany, the EU, of course, enthusiastically embracing this, wanting to send troops into Ukraine. Now, various governments, Sweden, uh, for example, I believe Germany as well, have said that they're not going to do this. But and Macron, the Polish foreign minister, and I Polish think he's also foreign minister, yeah. and you know, Poland's already they've already got you know massive protests on the borders with uh, um, Ukraine, farmers protesting. It isn't just apparently farmers people of poland right across poland are becoming angry and you know they're flying uh, soviet flags and fitting up pictures of putin which you know anything about poland you would know how extraordinary that is so i mean i can understand why the poles are not you know well rushing to welcome this but you know i can't help but think that macron in his panic is talking for a very strong sentiment, very strongly felt in Brussels and within some factions within the German government as well. And they might do it. I mean, it's the sort of crazy thing that these people could do. It would be the most dangerous thing one can possibly imagine. They are, they think again, perhaps, that, you know, the Russians are bluffing and, you know, simply sending troops into Ukraine, the Russians will simply back off. The Russians have been launching missile strikes, searching for French mercenaries who they already say are NATO soldiers and have been killing them. So, I mean, you know, it, it, the Russians are not bluffing. And I can easily see how the situation could completely escalate out of control and could become unbelievably dangerous. Um, Macron. We were looking at, to him before the war started to impart some sense. I think with this this affair, we can see what a dangerous man he actually is. Yeah. Russia has, has been preparing for this. They don't want this to happen, but they have been preparing for this. They have hundreds of thousands of troops just waiting in reserve in case mm-hmm. NATO does uh, do something. And... Um, and definitely the EU is is panicking. I think this goes back to uh, the, the video that I'll have up today 
where we discuss uh, Tom Lungo's article that goes back to to the preservation of Europe yeah. and trying to keep Europe uh, afloat. And it goes back to the war bonds and the euro bonds. And, and I think that's yeah. that's why you see the Europeans uh, really panicking at the, the collapse of Project Ukraine. Absolutely. I mean, I think the other thing just to say is that, of course, any idea of sending a, a European expeditionary force without the United States is absolutely crazy. And if you know anything at all about sentiment in the United States at the moment, you know there will be enormous opposition in the United States to the United States sending troops to Ukraine. Um, there will be enormous opposition in Europe. But the European military is in no condition to take on the Russians. Everybody knows this. But panic, anger, fear, they're all a dangerous cocktail. And one sense is that it's this, these are the, how the decisions are being made at the moment. I just want to add one last point, which is, of course, that for Macron to be panicking in this way, and, you know, he called this meeting in such a rush, that suggests that they're getting information from Ukraine, which suggests that the situation there is even worse than even we who follow the war day by day, hour by hour, uh, uh, know about. So just 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 think of that too. Yeah, just a final comment and we'll sign sign off, Alexander. I, I just get the sense that things are moving very fast now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this is going to wrap up in, in in a week or in a month, but it does it does feel like uh, things are accelerating, and and I kind of have this sense of a uh, you know when I listen to to, to Zelensky and, and all the people around him, I do have this type of Baghdad Bob yeah. type of rhetoric sense that's that's coming out of them where where, where they're talking up a big game, but. They're done for. I mean, that I don't know if you have the same type, oh, of, absolutely. type of feeling absolutely. about what's what's happening. Absolutely. And I'm and I'm not saying this is going to end no. in a week or in a month, no. but you can feel that something is happening. No, I mean, I absolutely hate this uh, you know, this uh, 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 metaphor that people use about the Russian steamroller <laughs> going all the way back to the First World War, by the way. But that is what we're now starting to see in Ukraine. The Russians are just driving forward and of course they didn't expect this the, the western powers at least the europeans didn't imagine that this could possibly happen and they're freaking out they're absolutely panicking and they're sensing that the americans might not be there for them and might not be able to come to their rescue and um they're seeing all their great plans and strategies and ideas turning to dust and you're right the pace of events is accelerating. When each of us publish our videos today, we will be providing more details of that. Yeah. But you can see this literally. The, the situation now is changing by the hour. And, you know, a Baghdad Bob, 31,000 dead Ukrainians. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, if, yeah. that is not, if that is not an example of that, what 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 is? Uh, one one final question about the UK. Uh, Lord Cameron, uh, Lord Cameron, he was at the meeting with Macron. Is the UK in any position to to send troops to to Ukraine or West Ukraine or anything like that? Well, he, he can send troops, but he can't send many troops, and he can't send many tanks. And 
um, the the one part of the British military that still has some viability is the British Air Force, but apparently even that is not in a particularly good way. Apparently only half the planes work and there aren't even enough pilots to fly those. So, you know, I mean, there, there are problems in you know, all of those. So, I mean, there are problems. We can send troops, but I mean, you know, not enough, not by any means enough, and why would we want to? I mean, it would be an absolute disaster for us. And I have to say, I think that, again, if the British public, which has been quiescent about this issue, because the entire media is united in support of it, but if the British public was suddenly confronted with a decision to send troops to Ukraine, I think you start to see, for you know, the unease that now exists and which has been spreading for a long time. Oh, you don't see Ukrainian flags in front of houses as you used to, you know, uh, you know, a year ago. I mean, they've all disappeared. You'd see all that nervousness and doubt and worry and fear. It would finally burst out into the open. And of course, if George Galloway is elected to Parliament on Thursday, then you will have a powerful anti-war voice anti-Ukraine war choice voice for the first time in the House of Commons. Yeah. All right. And always keep in mind, this is Macron. He yeah. can say one thing today and say oh. something else tomorrow. Yeah. That's very yes. much his style. Yes. And of course, the other thing, though, is that Fico, the Slovak leader, called him out. It, what do you mean? I mean, he, 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 he disclosed... Ah, yeah. This is Macron's thinking, yeah. even yeah. before Macron yeah. uh, actually went ahead and said it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because Fito said he's not going to have any any part of I mean, any type of intervention, incursion into Ukraine. Obviously, Orban is not going to have any part of it. Hungary's not going to have any part of it. So you already mentioned Poland. Many, many it's got all these issues uh, with the with the border and the farmers. Um, I don't know if you saw the images at the EU headquarters the, the other absolutely, day with the farmers. Yeah. I mean... Absolutely. I mean, it, this could break. If they do this, it will break the EU. That's my own personal view. I mean, you know, assuming we get through it without World War Three breaking out, then the, the most likely outcome of it will be that it will break the EU. If yeah. if the EU starts committing European troops to fight in Ukraine, then, as I said, it's the one thing that could galvanize the entire European public against it. And if it ends in disaster, well, um, I can't see how the EU could get out of it. Yeah, but panicky, frightened, angry people, they do all sorts of crazy things. And I agree, you know, Macron says one thing one day, it's something completely different the next. Uh, Raphael Ligonde says, German Chancellor has just said just no, said no NATO yeah. in Ukraine. I've just seen that. but And I'm sure there'll be a lot of opposition. But, you know, we can't assume this isn't going to happen unfortunately on this issue they've been on the escalatory escalator all the time and this is the obvious last point of it yeah one final uh comment question Baerbach didn't expect the sanctions to work Macron probably doesn't expect the military to win either but Europe could do it yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the Biden administration is now telling us they're not wanting to cripple the Russian economy because it's too systemic for the world economy. You're kidding me? <laughs> I mean, you know, they really didn't believe that it would. 
I mean, we mustn't take all of this seriously. I think, as I said, they're panicking, and this is a sign of panic yeah. and a sign of how bad the situation on the ground actually is. But it's very dangerous. Merely raising these ideas is very dangerous. And let's hope that calmer, saner heads step in and stop this uh, uh, taking us where it seems to be going. Yeah, it could also be Macron uh, threatening the United States. In, well, in Macron's own way, you know, either yeah. either you give us a 61 billion or we're going to go in. So he well, may exactly. be trying to thread into the uh, well, the, the house in, in Mike Johnson, which Mike Johnson will have to call his bluff. Well, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the kind of absurd, overcomplicated thinking that Macron likes. So I mean, it's entirely possible. But I mean, you know, if, if he thinks that he can intimidate people like Mike Johnson. I mean, that he's an absolute fool. But then Macron is exactly that. He's a very clever <laughs> man who deep down is really a fool. I mean, yeah. that's that's been the consistent reality of Macron uh, uh, throughout his presidency. Jupiter. Little Jupiter. Napoleon. All right. Uh, I, believe, I believe his popularity is down about 17%. Uh, maybe, he's, uh, maybe. he's running away from farmers. I mean, yeah, absolutely, know. yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any any final thoughts, Alexander? And we'll sign off for today. No, I mean, you know, just to go back to what Jeff Rich was saying. I mean, the parallels between Germany and uh, Australia are striking. And again, you see the, the 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 nervousness of some people in these countries that they want to show their loyalty to America and to, to not to, not really to America. Let's put that aside to the entire collective west project because they don't have that rootedness in their own countries to understand the you know to see things in terms of their own country's interests and that's the that's why we're getting all these crazy decisions that are being made the one place i want to say this again where you actually get intelligent debate about ukraine is the United States. You actually get articles there of a kind that you will never see published in any European country actually strongly disagreeing and uh, challenging the policy. All right. Thank you, Tim, for that. All right. We are going to sign off. Take care, everybody.